everyone, and welcome to episode 125 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Mike. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Somebody go get Craig. Be, I'm just going to let it be. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is not Mike. My name is Craig. Uh, change of scenery, but not change of name <laughs> today. We could have just done like a Mike and Mike morning segment is what oh, it would have is what it would have been from, from ESPN, but uh, was, probably would have mm, gotten copyright stricken. Actually, I, I think they're done. Drawing inspiration. I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show Superstore, um, but America yeah. Ferreira, she always wears a different name tag in every episode. She so, does. Yeah, I have been told to watch this show many it's times. Pretty good. pretty good. It's good. Yeah, definitely. If anybody has worked in retail, that's definitely a show you want to watch. You'll see everything that you see on a daily basis, just in a more comedic fashion. Correct. (laughs) And what's also delivered to you in a daily access, but not really in a comedic fashion is the news this week is what we're going to deliver to you. Weekly, weekly, weekly. Darn it. I Mm -hmm. messed that one up. I was so close. I I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) You're not you're not wrong. Somebody somebody does deliver the news every day. I mean, you're not completely wrong there, Barry. Daily on the Instagram and Twitter. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. There we do go. do that a lot. Yep. So news this week, uh, particularly not a lot has happened. We have a Assassin's Creed Mirage, which yes. is the game that's coming out, but we won't see anything mm. about it until next week. And then we also have a new mafia game in development. Uh, uh, still yes. probably a long time away, but exciting nonetheless. It's nice to see that probably it looks like Mafia, the remaster, uh, did enough and sold enough in, in order to be able to get people to, to make them want to develop another game for it. Mm-hmm. Craig, this you're the huge. veteran of the series, though. I love the Mafia series. Um, yeah. One is great. The remaster was done very well. Mafia 2 is one of my favorites of all time. Mafia 3 was I liked it more than most people did. Um, like yeah. the Vietnam era, I thought was very cool. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with the fourth one. If they stick in the seventies or if they try to go eighties, who knows? I like, I'm excited. I know they did say this is probably like 2024, 2025, somewhere around there. We're looking at a release date, but yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. I have to say the same thing. Um, you know, they, uh, continually, uh, progress on the games themselves. And, uh, I mean, one is, you know, it's a Mm -hmm. classic. And then, they really took things up with two, three was almost like a period piece. Yeah. If Grand Theft Auto was a period piece, you know, mm-hmm. so like they they keep they keep finding new ways to make the game, especially in the market with like very, very tough competitors um, that have similar a similar style. They do a great job. So that's a great announcement to see. Very excited for it. I forget his name. I'm going to look it up real quick in Mafia three. But like he's one of the one of the best. I think personally, like one of the best characters in in a video game. What was his name? Oh, really? Uh, I loved him. I thought he was oh, great. He a, yeah, yeah. He had a fantastic backstory. He was like back from war and just trying yeah. to like. It's got to be super Italian. Lincoln Clay. Oh no, it was no, Lincoln no. He's Clay. not Italian at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they went a different angle, um, but yeah, uh, Lincoln yeah, Clay was great. Um, I was. loved him as a character. Everything about it, the motivation. Um, mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun killing the KKK. It was yep. just great. It was a good time. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so good. He was like, he was brutal, right? 
just absolutely brutal at times, but absolutely for a reason. Um, I just, I really like that story a lot. So if they continued with Lincoln, I'd be over the moon about that. Yeah. It's always nice when they can find a different way to do like, I mean, the game is named mafia and, uh, mm-hmm. Normally, based on the media that we consume growing up and into our adult, when we think mafia, we just think like Italian American mafia. Specifically. Me, yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I just did. Yeah, you did. So, <laughs> exactly. So when you branch out, you know, and look at uh, other aspects, because I mean, Italian American mafias are not the only mafias by far. They're not the right. only organized crime units. So you know, when you take a step elsewhere and you're still able to kind of nail it effectively that's that's why it's exciting for four and and they have plenty of time to to make it great yeah so next up in the next up in video gaming is the rumor mill around a nintendo direct dropping sometime this september with gamecube emulation on the way apparently or gamecube type past things and then there's also a bit it it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it looks like for Zelda, they're going to be releasing a Twilight Princess and Wind Waker collection uh, for the Switch to come out this year. Uh, yes. People have been begging and like wanting for it. I I'm a I loved Twilight Princess. It's probably like one of my favorite Zelda games. I, ha- I just have the most fondness playing that one. And if they finally release it on Switch, I just think that's like it's about time they did just because like they they just missing out on money not making these games for for switch because so many people will buy it so many people yeah. will buy like uh any any zelda game and on top of that too like if you're gonna announce the collection you'll probably announce when breath of the wild 2 comes out because that would make sense during a direct <laughs> but who knows nintendo i don't run you so you know, which one I'm, comes out first barry uh if this rumor collection's true it's going to be the it's going to be the collection <laughs> it would be it'd be sometime yeah. this november december you don't think that's going to start a riot a riot of what that happy we riot? still don't we still don't have breath of the wild and they continue to push out these remasters of old ones when they should be focusing on breath of the wild i'd say <laughs> if it wasn't nintendo yeah people would be a little bit yeah. upset but this is what nintendo does nintendo Literally, I, I I feel like half the catalog of my Switch is mm-hmm. remasters for yeah. for the games. And like if if I were to look at like, let's say the Pokemon games, for example, uh, let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu are both remasters of yellow and red. Yep. Uh, in a way, we then have Shining Diamond, Brilliant Pearl are both remasters of Diamond and Pearl. We have mm-hmm. the Pokemon Snap. Uh, no, Pokemon Snap, I guess is new. It's not a remaster of any sort. And right. then we have, let's see here. Uh, what's there's one I'm missing. Oh, the Mystery Dungeon games. Those, yeah. those are remasters uh, as yes. well. And that's just Pokemon. And you then the Mario Collection. You have the Mario yes. Collection and the yep. Mario 3D World remake. Like you have yep. more remakes of Mario than you do Odyssey <laughs> of Switch games. Yep. And then that's true. So it, so it's like that's. That's what I I feel like half of my catalog is remakes anyway, but I'm a stupid little Nintendo boy, so I don't know <laughs> what else am I going to do with my money? Not spend it on Nintendo, right? Like impossible. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this then: which one would be would have people 
more up in arms. If Nintendo came out and said, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming, but we're going to put our focus on releasing the re-release of these two Zelda games. That's one. Or if Rockstar said GTA 6 is coming, but we're going to work on a remaster of GTA 4 first. Oh, wow. Because I'm trying to find an equivalent of like games that people really want. And I think Breath of the Wild and GTA 6 are like pretty close, right? Yeah. So what if they're like, we're, we're working on GTA 6, we promise, but we want to get GTA 4 remastered done first. Is that a bigger issue than Nintendo being like, we know you want Breath of the Wild, but we really want to remaster Twilight Princess first. I I feel like I feel like there definitely would be more of an issue with the Zelda franchise just because like we we haven't seen a new Zelda game in a long time and it's the same thing with GTA. We haven't seen a GTA in longer. We haven't seen GTA <laughs> yeah. in longer, but yeah. GTA also isn't like they they've been known for their ridiculously long process. For, yeah, but this is like 10 years, right? Or close to it like, at this point. But they also this, work uh, on Red Dead. So like if you know, you yeah, got to like yeah. you have a huge game in the middle of that. True. So that's that's something they have where the Zelda team only creates. I'm pretty sure Zelda games. So, you know, yeah. we like that. That's what I mean by it's probably worse in that aspect. Because they at least Rockstar was able to put out Red Dead Redemption 2, where Zelda hasn't released anything since the Breath of the Wild. Two, uh, sorry, well, they original had that Breath other of the remaster, Wild. right? They did. What was the other one? They had the Link's, Link's Awakening. Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Oh, Skyward Sword. Skyward yeah, Sword, sorry. Link's Reawakening. But I'm Re pretty sure those were both handled by... Uh, no, it's you're right. It's Awakening, but I'm pretty sure those both of those were handled by third-party studios. I'm yeah. pretty sure they, they were not... <laughs> They were done by the main Zelda crew. Maybe Skyward Sword, but I know Link's Awakening was done by a third-party studio. <laughs> well, like, isn't this something to think about? Like, isn't this like a normal Nintendo thing now? Like, you could say the same thing about Metroid. We wanted a yeah. Metroid Prime 4. We still want a Metroid Prime 4. But they dropped Dread. a very... We got Dread, and it's not like a... It's not a remake or anything, but it's... It's not a there's always either. Dread's really good. It's there's it's not it's a good, it's a standalone game. I I loved it from start to finish, but I feel like there's a lot more games in the Nintendo world where something else gets dropped to appease the fan, the Nintendo fan, while the other ones are being made or while hints are being dropped of them being made. When we think about Metroid Prime Four, yeah, I I, I don't know, like I could just be whistling Dixie. But that that seems like that seems like something that happens. But I don't know. I just think it's in general, it's getting ridiculous. The amount of remasters that are getting chucked out there at this point. Like I like remasters if they're done well, but like I also like new stuff. Like yes. I want to play new games. I don't want to play GTA four again. I want to play GTA six. If I want to play GTA 4, I have it installed on my Xbox. I don't need a remaster. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. There is a very small demographic, myself included, which you guys are aware of, that did not have the pleasure of having the Wii. Mm -hmm. uh, was not a primary Nintendo game system holder, let's say, in their teens to like early, like like late adulthood. I guess I don't know if you call 30s late adulthood. What I'm basically saying is I've never played Wind Waker, I haven't played that grouping. So like when Skyward Sword came out, I was I was excited because I didn't play it. 
-hmm. Now that's not a lot of people. There's definitely a smaller group that are probably like me that just missed that cluster of Zeldas that are, you know, Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, all that jazz. Like if they want to drop these remasters, this is like a new game for me. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. But I can see, you know, how you wouldn't be necessarily. It's just another $60 game for you to pay for, you know, when you've already played it. I mean, it's not aimed at me. I don't like Zelda games, so they can do whatever they want. (laughs) They can do, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I wanted to let you guys get into any other news topics before I went into the the Forspoken stuff that I mentioned last week. Sure. I got two quick ones here I can run through. Um, The first one that I put it up on the Instagram as well, if you saw it earlier this week, but uh, the Activision stuff with Game Pass and uh, Microsoft confirming Mm -hmm. that Call of Duty Diablo will be on Game Pass and possibly World of Warcraft. Um, The World of Warcraft one kind of caught me by surprise because I never got into World of Warcraft because at the time I was like, oh man, 14 or $15 a month to play a game. That's ridiculous as Mm -hmm. I'm paying for Xbox Live, you know, but like at the time I was just like, this is so dumb. But if they were to put World of Warcraft on PC Game Pass and it includes that subscription, I would actually try it out and I would be a I'm like negative one percent of the population that has never played World of Warcraft. But like I would be 100 percent ready to jump into that if it was included in my Game Pass subscription. And also on top of that, the potential and I mean, it's not confirmed, but the potential that you could see Diablo 4 and even Modern Warfare 2 game or day one on Game Pass is insane. Insane. That's insane. insane. Like insane. That is wild to me that we could get both of those games day one included. I think we could see a price hike if that's the case. Oh yeah. We'll pay it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that alone is enough. Mm -hmm. What what's your max? What are we at right now? Are we at like fifteen? Yeah, aren't we at like fifteen? Because I have to because I have to say, yeah, like if they put if they tell me it's going to be twenty five bucks a month, I am going to be very pressed to uh, to kind of. I'm trying to think, was... like, think about the people who are. I know it's not as big as it was, but there's still a huge population still playing Warcraft. Right. And yeah. they're paying yeah. fifteen dollars a month right now. So if you tell them that it's twenty five dollars a month, but you also get the Game Pass catalog. They're going to get all of those players pretty much, I would think. Majority yeah, of them. Most, yeah, probably most of them, yeah. I mm-hmm. was just I was just kind of thinking like it like 25 bucks for me a month would probably end up being like, okay, I got to pay $300 a year for this game pass. And I get it. Like, I'm getting a ton of value. Mm-hmm. But 25, 25 bucks or like if we end up seeing it toward like 30 or 35, that might be the point where I got to be like, hey, I can't do ultimate or yeah. anything like that anymore because it's just going to be too much money a year. I don't think they uh, put it that high. I don't think no. they would either, but I was just, you know, I think throwing hypotheticals. Yeah. If they do, if they put it up that high, they should they should hike it up and then they should do like a yearly like a, a yearly option where you could buy a year and it would be like fifty dollars less yeah. or something like that. I don't know. I'm still waiting for Xbox to do that. I hope they listen to this show with somebody because I'm like <laughs> waiting for that for that moment because I'm I'm a big uh pay up front for the year kind of guy. But uh That's fair. Especially uh, if it saves you money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But 25, 20, 25 would be my limit. I mean, that's huge. 
I played, I don't know how I didn't play WoW, but I played Warcraft. Warcraft 3 was my last Warcraft. I also was a big fan of Starcraft as a kid. They're all kind of mm-hmm. intertwined in the general aspect of what the game is, even though obviously World of Warcraft is different and more accessible and more and extremely more multiplayer. But that's yeah. a big move. That's a lot. That That's a lot of very popular, longstanding games that all of a sudden have day one access and it's one less game that you have to worry about pre-ordering or just inevitably like like that aspect yeah that's that's big but i don't get my really cool pre-order stickers nope (laughs) no those are those are two games that i i buy call of duty every year and i was gonna buy diablo 4 so like the fact that they could be there day one is crazy the only thing i need now is is nba 2k to show up day one and I won't have to buy like any game ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like it'll all just be there. Yeah. And you can take my money uh, 20, $25 a month. Yeah. Um, this second one I have, which is fairly quick here. This is aimed towards uh, Barry over there. This is a question I have for you. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. If I told you what is the most played RPG on Xbox Live right now, what would you say? tough question um persona series isn't on there <laughs> so uh, like are we talking about like the xbox like x are we talking about like the newest generation both just across xbox microsoft xbox live what is the most played rpg right now it would as i'd say wouldn't it be fable no you're gonna tell me it's kingdom hearts I'm not telling you it's Kingdom Hearts. Damn it. What I will tell you has just come out as the most played RPG on Xbox Live as of right now is Fallout 76, baby. What? Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Wow. I knew people, I had to bring this up. People just for have you. no self-respect. <laughs> How? Now it is, it is on Game Pass, so that's yeah, probably yeah. part of the reason. But just based solely on you and I's experience with Fallout 76. That aspect, that fact that came up this week absolutely blew my mind. It must be in a much, much better state than it was when we played it. Um, Has to be. But man, was it bad when we played it. And the fact that it's like the most played thing on Xbox right now, RPG wise, is just insane to me. I would have guessed Elder Scrolls Online personally. Because that's also a game pass. I didn't even think Fable was a bad guess. That was like a good opening guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought I was pretty. I, th- I thought I was pretty on brand there. I was so like, you know you what? Let me think outside the box. <laughs> no, no, I'm not playing it again. Do you want nope, to re-download? It. We could all play it together again. Yeah, you know th- that would be a fun thing for the high sensitivity podcast, most likely. <laughs> but I don't know if I'll ever recover. No, I don't ever. Think so. <laughs> we were burned I mean, so bad. Barry, I, if you can recover from Resident Evil, you can recover from anything. So, <laughs> well, uh, at least Resident Evil was a good polished game. Uh, yes, you know, Fallout seventy six at launch was the hottest piece of garbage I'd ever happened to step on. <laughs> yep, agreed. <laughs> That's all I had though. Ever, I got that game for free, and I wanted my money back. Yep, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I actually still think I have a free code for it somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't give that to my worst enemy. People deserve better, especially from that studio, and they know better. 
They were just trying to cash grab. Well, it must be good now. Like, I'll give them a little respect if they took the time and fixed it. If it's, you know, doing pretty good now and is close to a good Fallout experience, like, I can't fault them for that. Yeah, clearly studios have retroactively tried to make their bad games good. No Man's Sky, looking mm -hmm. at you, Cyberpunk, even looking at you, Biomutant. Yeah, I said Biomutant again. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping a PS5 version without improving anything about the actual game. (laughs) I died on that. I died on that ship, man. I was I believed in that. You did. You um, really believed in that game. I was all in. I thought the concept was so fantastic. I was uh, some games you just have a feeling, and I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, I have a quick one. This is also semi um, at Barry as well, <laughs> just because I know what he has. Apparently, uh, to, based off of Twitter and a uh, collection of uh, not only pictures, but posts, people are getting their last of us firefly editions and they're being delivered with like creases in the package marks. Like they're basically not being delivered the way they should be. And as we all know, the firefly edition is not only going to, uh, to some a collector's item, but to others, a collector's item, like you, like whether you're yeah. playing it or you're not even going to unwrap it, like you're buying it because you're a huge fan. And I was just looking through the news and apparently this is not just one, two, three, four, five, or even 10 people. Like a lot of people are getting a mishandled, mishandled edition. I, I could absolutely <laughs> see it. Like it, it is shipped in a fairly large box, and in this week's games, I don't have any games, so I'm doing a box art review. So, uh, in in that box, and like the thing is, I'm, I I will say one, I'm impressed by Sony because I ordered it Friday at midnight, and I got it Saturday morning. Wow. Uh, from wow. from Sony. So, oh, and that was, and that's really fast turnaround time. I don't know where they were shipping them from impressive on their part but i do see where that issue would come in just because the boxes are a bit bigger you can't mm-hmm. fit it in a regular like bubble mailer yeah. for uh for a video game and because of that like mine did have playstation wrapping paper inside but i have to say it was very little there was definitely a lot of air where if let's say for whatever reason a five-year-old happened to get a hold of my package could definitely shake it up and down and you would hear it moving kind of okay. kind of space in there uh but in this week's box art review uh i i don't have no i don't have any issues on mine as far as i can tell <laughs> is that you wonder if that's like a uh ups or fedex issue though? i i would say also, so they they most likely went through ups uh at least mine did i know my other one as well also got sent through ups that i'm also giving to craig here it's not for myself or recollecting or sorry reselling <laughs> i should say i'm better than that and no. Yeah, like, I, I I don't know, like, people really wanted this Firefly edition. I was really surprised to hear how many people wanted it. I was lucky to get one, I want to say. But the the way they packaged it, maybe they could have delayed it, and maybe it come to me on Monday for slightly better packaging. But people want their stuff yeah. now. This is the Hell kind yeah. of society where I got it. I got to have it now. And if I don't have it now, it's too it takes too long. Yep. Yeah. I'd rather wait the day and get it later, like in pristine condition, but that's just me. 
True. I just thought that was interesting because like, I mean, what it's one of the hardest, one of the hardest games to get in 2022. If you like look at pre-ordering and stuff like that. So, yeah. Before we get into Forspoken, I was actually reminded, thanks to Craig's Game Pass uh, comment about uh, a huge PlayStation premium and premium plus uh, package Uh, just rolled out that will be updating itself mid-September here. Um, Just so you guys have an idea, games that consist of Toem, Need for Speed Heat, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, all coming to to the uh, to uh, let's see here, which one that is the essential collection. In PS Plus Ultra, we are now going to get Deathloop included, Assassin's yeah. Creed Origins, Watch Dogs 2, and Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. And then in the Plus Premium that has more of the classic games, we're getting PS1 Siphon Filter 2, Toy Story 3, and the Sly Cooper Ooh. Collection that came out on PS3. Right. Uh I think like if if I were to just give my opinion about some of these games, I do think like the mainline titles, I think Deathloop for free is an awesome grab. Yeah, uh, especially considering all of the hype that got the other games tend to be a lot older and I know weren't very received very well. Grand Blue Fantasy versus was it's such a good 2D battler. I just w- I wish I was more into those because it uh, that game is a lot of fun. Craig, you like Need for Speed Heat, didn't you? Yeah, it's a good game. And then um, on top of that, too, for me, like a big the Sly Cooper collection added to the added to the catalog. Awesome. I finally can play it without needing to do the whole weird <laughs> stuff with PlayStation now that I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. of. Yeah. Um, is it been enough time that PlayStation Plus premium has been out that we can circle back around and kind of look at it? Because me personally, I I know when this was coming out, we said, hey, we got to give it a couple months and see if they keep adding to it and see if it's worth it. Because I, as it stands right now, I don't think it, they're doing a very good job, personally. Uh, we had Stray, right? But besides mm-hmm. Stray, what have they added? Yeah, Not I'd have to lot. look. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to look. Yeah. Maybe that's something we delve into next week's yeah. podcast as well with when yeah. they updated things, what's on it now, what you would consider mm-hmm. playing. Cause I'll, yeah, I'll be completely honest. Like for me and my PlayStation, I am, I'm primarily just playing the new games that aren't coming out on that stuff. Right. Other than stray yeah. that came out day one. Like the thing I play on my PlayStation is apex because I'm addicted again. Yep. I play the last of us. Soul hackers Two. all games are not on, you know, mm-hmm. premium plus. That's not necessarily Sony's. Well, that's more my fault than Sony's, I guess, is what I should say. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That, Go ahead. I mean, that's a good, that's a, I was going to say that's a good point because we're now, it's been what, three months, four mm-hmm. months? I think three. And, and we did discuss this. We were, we were all premium go, you know, yep. like, let's get it. Let's just get the best. And I'm not saying that putting Deathloop only on premium is a good move, but. Right where are the things that make having premium great? Cause like, you got to think about it too. Like the person who's getting PlayStation premium, most likely diehard fans are, or families, things like that. Where like everybody or like roommates, everybody pays for it. But like where besides like for me, it was dark cloud mm-hmm. um, siphon filter. The first one, I'm happy to hear the second one is getting put on there as well. 
because those are rare gems in the PlayStation's uh, cesspool back when they, because <laughs> like you, you either got a good game or a bad game back when PlayStation was out. Um, but where's the, where's the enticing nature of it? It was good. It was fresh. It was new. I'm, you guys were probably like me. It came out. You look through the library, maybe a week later, you look through the library again, but you, it's like looking through an actual library and not renting any books. You're like, oh, yeah. this library's cute. Look, they put it in the heart of downtown. It's right next to a coffee shop. You go a couple of times and then you don't rent any books. That's what this feels like to me. You know, you go yeah. and you look around. You're like, I'll play that later. I'll play that later. But they're not giving anything that's making you it feel more premium. Right. I mean, I played, like, I downloaded Neo, right? And like, I'm still playing that. And I that first initial look, I was like, oh, man, I never finished Ghost of Tsushima. I'll try that. Um what was the other one? Uh, Death Stranding, right? I'm like, oh, man, Death Stranding. I never finished that. Um, oh, Neo, I never played that. And there was something else I downloaded, too. But, like, since that initial wave and those PS1 games, like you said, like, I've been checking every month when they do the list. And me, personally, I look at it and I'm like, okay, Need for Speed Heat, right? Like, that's been on Xbox Game Fast for, like, six months. Um, that's already over there on PC as well. Um, and all these other things, I'm like, I, you haven't added anything since that first month that's worthwhile besides stray. That's been like the one thing. Um, yeah. and that was good, but yeah, I just don't, it's like four or five things a month. Um, which is about on par with what Xbox does. They usually do about anywhere from five to 10 a month, but they're still coming out with like, Hey, these are day one games, like boom, 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 boom. Every month you got like at least four or five day one games every month. Whereas Sony's done one so far. You're right. Yeah, with the with the day one aspect of things, what I do want to mention is like I'll say right now on Xbox and PlayStation, like I haven't used really my Game Pass, so to say, for the Xbox stuff because nothing's really come out that I've really needed to play on Xbox. But mm -hmm. I do like I do know that I'm going to get things like, uh, you know, Plague Tale Requiem. I'm going to get things like uh, Scorn. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's another that. one, another episode. Yes. Uh, and and like with that kind of stuff, I at least know that Xbox is coming out with those day ones where with Sony, we really haven't heard anything about other day ones coming to their platform. It's all games that are much older. And yeah. for people who maybe try to game on a budget or game on a deal, I think that maybe like Sony's platform is really good for that right now. You know, you're yeah. getting mm -hmm. pretty good games that you might not have played or got lost in the shuffle. And if you have it, great, you can play it. But for someone like me, who's already played origins has played heat has yep. played grand blue fantasy versus. So it's like these games I've kind of already checked off and I'm already too busy drowning in probably <laughs> seven other games in my backlog. So, yeah, you know, I, I haven't looked at either PlayStation Premium Plus or Game Pass in a while just because nothing really new or AAA has come out on those uh, streaming, uh, you know, subscription based services for a couple months now. Two Point Campus. Yep. Two, Point Two Point Campus. Campus correct. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else like bigger has come out. That's the only one I'm thinking I mean, of right now. I mean, there is there are four games that are on get, coming on game pass between now and December that I want to get my hands on. And like, I'm not as excited for scorn. I, I am going to play it, but high on life, which is the Justin Royal and um, Rick and Morty game Requiem and Pentiment, Pentiment, Pentiment. Yeah. Pentiment. Yep. Um, 
I don't know why it was so hard to say that, but th- <laughs> those are four things in a three month lineup that Game Pass, I love their layout, has set. So it's it's got me excited to know I'm going to turn my Xbox on four times for four different games that are up upcoming that I know are going to be day one and that I'm not going to spend money on. And I think PlayStation needs to kind of up their game in that aspect as well. I mean, it's still new. It's still in the infant stage. So you, you got to work through that. But I mean, it's three months, four months. That's a long time in the video game world. So like, yep. can we get on this? Because I mean, Xbox has first and third parties like galore. You can't get any Final Fantasies. I'm pretty sure Final the Fantasy Final Fantasy 7's are- on there. And well, 15. Yeah, so, and 15, but... Right. I mean, come on. If we're going to have PlayStation Classics on premium, where's 8? Where's 9? Hmm? Those were you on know, Game Pass. Where, where's 10, <laughs> They're on, even? Where's yeah. T- yeah, well, 10 Maybe, was uh, You know what? Ten, well, that's PlayStation 10 2. Could be on there. 10 yeah, could be on there. 10 could be on there. Yeah, I, I I think it could be. I might... We'll I look own at it that for, next week. I own it for PS4. They 100% could put it on there. Oh, it yeah. probably is already on there then. I might just not. Yeah. We just might not know. So that's something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, like where's – that's a big series. Where's uh, where's Tactics? Where's yeah. Where is Final Fantasy in general? You know, and a lot of people really want to play 6 because, number one, that wasn't really accessible in America in its initial stage. And it's got arguably the best antagonist in the series and is mm-hmm. on a lot of top 20 antagonists of all time video game-wise. Anyway, where are, where are they? You know, I you know I can go back and I can play a lot of different games on Game Pass that are like a Bethesda or Xbox Studio or like just their first and and even third party. So they just gotta they gotta work side by side with their competitor. They can't fall behind yep. of their competitor. I would much rather look at Steam's library, and because they do awesome deals all the time out of nowhere, and you you gotta catch it before they you miss it kind of thing. So yeah, that's just my gripe. Hmm. yeah all right so we'll get to the segment that i had talked about last week which more about the forespoken uh drama that had come out about it now this has kind of been something that's been on and off so i'll kind of get into it ever since the high on life gameplay trailer that kind of came out people had been criticizing the high on life trailer for being very bad dialogue wise Mm -hmm. uh especially certain aspects where the kid is calling you a meat slab is specifically the moment that people continue to bring up. Mm-hmm. And it's getting compared to a lot for Forspoken because of the trailer that dropped on August 8th with the really bad dialogue. And with the and the other thing that comes with Forspoken is long ago, I think it was about maybe uh, June or April, there was a closed-door event for some games journalists to get to see the game, get to hear more about it. And the game developers talked about the main character, Frey, Walking is very hip hoppy. And to that, to that, a lot of people were offended by that. And that led to questions about, okay, do you guys even have anybody of African American or black working on your game development? And instead of answering the question, they didn't, they just refused (laughs) to say anything, which probably made it even worse. They don't. So (laughs) yeah, they don't. (laughs) It's, it's where that says they don't. (laughs) I, I, diversity in the work culture is important i want to give them more credit than that but again this is a japanese-owned company uh Mm -hmm. where a lot of the times like japanese companies tend to be stuck in old ways 
more so than like American companies is what I find. They tend to be more uh, strict or I should say behind the times, especially what's been coming out with like Nintendo's kind of frat like culture yeah. uh, in a way. But we did de- we did deal with something similar to this with uh, IGN's review when it came out of Miles Morales saying that, you know, mm-hmm. Miles had a very distinct type of. I actually forget what they said uh, about him, but it was it wasn't derogatory in any way, but it, it they said the way his movement was was very true to maybe a, another black person. And mm-hmm. people are like, well, you don't have to really point that out. It's the character. You don't really have to right, point yeah. out that he moves right. like he's black. So, <laughs> yeah, it's and, not needed. And if <laughs> any and if this if, yeah, if this affects anybody, it'd be Craig, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Craig, our resident black person on the podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he really has a he really has a, he really has an air about him as a black. Yeah, I, I can't I can't wait to get canceled for this. I can't wait for them to be like ba- Barry did it again. Barry, Barry's trying so hard to walk a fine line, and, and well, I'm I, trying I'm trying to provide some sort of laugh, but it Craig I, I, laughs I, about it. He knows I don't mean any ill intention. No, no. I mean, I think the way you reported that is is very. Um, it's very newsworthy, you know, in the way that you did it. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a very, very dicey topic. I mean, we don't look at the Spider-Man or the Spider-Man remastered and say that Spider-Man has an Anglo-Saxon way about him, you know, in the way that <laughs> yep. he moves or yep. he, he seems like he, he, he was, uh, he comes from a very nice neighborhood <laughs> in the Hamptons or something like that in the way that he moves. I mean, let's face it. Like, I think it's what made me like the character initially in Forspoken is when I saw the trailer, you know, you have this this uh, black girl in an inner city. She the city didn't seem like uh, much of the story. It seemed like she immediately got teleported into this fantasy world. So it didn't seem like you spent a lot of time in the city. But uh, I enjoy, as many people do, seeing video games represent themselves. Uh, you know, represent them as in myself or like whomever is playing, you know? So we talk all the time on this show, how we, we love the, uh, how more female protagonists have been, have entered the fray in very, very successful, big budgeted games. And it's the same thing for, for different ethnicities and things like that. Uh, I don't know how people still end up giving interviews and end up saying things like hip hoppy when they're talking about somebody's somebody's movement. mannerisms or yeah. movement yep. Yep. uh it's frustrating and now to give a a black person's view now i'm going to pay heavy heavy attention to the forespoken game that i have pre-ordered from a developer that can't seem to accurately and pc in a in a pc way explain their game Right. So, so now for me, I'm going to be paying more attention to the dialogue of the game or more attention to what they say about the game because this was said. And that shouldn't be a thing that I should be playing it to escape. This is why we right. play video games, to escape our world, not to have our real world seep through. And uh, I don't know, just... It, it, it's it's really it's really interesting to see and it's it's just i'm i'm embarrassed for the for them 
Um, I do know that I'm, I didn't want to cut you off, Barry, but I'm sure that, you know, you were going to talk maybe more about or at least announce that they have something along her lines of her fingernails yeah. being a customizable aspect in terms of her powers and such like that. Now that looks more crappy. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. But like when right. you when you when you combine all the things together. Now it looks more cra- now now it looks more crappy. Is she going to have a customizable weave as well? You know, like that's these are some of the things. And and like I'm joking in jest, but like and maybe I don't think I'm being too harsh as of right now. But these are the things you have to think about, and we'll see we'll see how it looks. We'll see how the game actually plays. Um, I'm sure she does have a a good movement because the game should, they've spent so much time delaying it. She should be moving in a, in a, in a correct way, but you know, it's just another one of those things that just kind of makes you roll your eyes. I don't know how you guys feel. So. Well, again, you know, it's, it's more about a square Enix company, Japan owned being kind of behind the times. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to be too critical on it because it's just one person. That one person said that. That might not be an entire Mm -hmm. reflection on the entire studio. I feel like that is a very harsh criticism for people to be like, oh, this studio obviously doesn't respect black people because of one person's comments. I, I definitely think that's rough. They probably should have maybe planned it, maybe had a script. Who knows? Uh, that's That's just my opinion on things. Probably needed a script. To maybe avoid them or have a script writer read over it to make sure that you know you aren't you aren't saying these types of things because it didn't need to be said but it didn't if it, this was definitely something that was i feel like this term was probably said during like the game development where somebody was assessing yeah. how frame mm-hmm. moved and went you know what i'm gonna tell you something <laughs> yeah it's not hip it's not hip hoppy enough we need more hip to the hop. Need I need a hop to the hip. <laughs> yeah. How can we add that? I heard they recently added more hops to it, you know, <laughs> if I want to do a super bad quote there. Oh my god. But like think uh, about it too, like when it when a kid misbehaves and swears, where does the family think they heard that swear word? You you hear it at home. So if it's one guy, it's kind of like where you're going along the lines. And I don't, I don't want to point fingers and cause a witch hunt here. That's not my intention. But when somebody says something like that, you you got to think they heard it at home, a.k.a. the development room, a.k.a. the studios, a.k.a. their coworkers, management. Somebody said it, you know, for you to come out with that specific adjective. That's not even an actual adjective, right? you know, in the Webster dictionary, you know. So but anyway. But like you bring up a good point too. It shouldn't be necessarily. We don't know how the whole studio is. And Craig, I'm sorry. I know you, you probably have uh, something you want to. No, you're good. I was just. I was gonna say, it's reminded me of since Barry, you and I play a ton of Apex, right? It's reminded me of when Lobo was coming out, and specifically the voice actress for Lobo was like, "Oh, it's so cool to be the voice of somebody who's not overly sexualized." And then Lobo comes out, and she's overly sexualized. You know what I mean? It's just like just not not hitting the mark you're supposed to hit. It's just so like, I don't know, wildly off on what you're saying is just I I don't understand why this keeps happening at this point. Like you should be able to figure out 
the correct PR terms for your characters, you know, or in the case of Apex, like there was some miscommunication between the voice actress and the actual character that she was doing the voice for. Something wasn't Mm -hmm. communicated because she was under the impression that she was putting forth a performance for a strong female character and Loba is, but then she became when the, she finally came out just overly sexualized and she still is right to this day. Yes. Yeah. She changed anything. They left out the sex. They left out the sex, sex part of Loba, the, you know, strong, independent, female, sexy is what they left out there and then released, uh, released it as such. And it's not like you can't have, again, you have to be careful, but like, it's not, you can't, you can have female characters that are sexy, right? In the right way. But like, it was just so, that was so off the way that came out where she was like, yeah, it's a strong woman. And they're like, she might be, but also, have you seen her? Have she you seen be. the character that you're doing the voice actress for? Did you did you get any of the concept art? Did any of that get over to you? I don't think it did. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. And also on a side note, that this may age me, and I'm hoping that, Craig, you also pick up on this, but for Spoken, uh, if you take the main character and s- switch it to a male, um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie A Kid in King Arthur's Court growing up. Oh, I think I believe a lo- yeah, a long time. I don't know. Ago. I just get a lot of that. Like that's the first thing yeah. I thought of when I saw this game. I was like, "Oh, it's a kid in King Arthur's court." The game, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that and I also kind of want to give not benefit of the doubt, but like I can almost see them in their boardroom thinking up the ideas for for spoken, and they're like, "Hey, what's a cool idea that we could equip different powers? That's something that hasn't been done before." Something completely new and somebody back there being like, what if you equip different fingernail polish or different fingernails? And I'm like, that's a new idea. I've never heard of that before. But then they totally yeah. botched it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I want to give them like, that is something I've never seen before, ever. Yeah. But then they ruined it. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. It's a good yeah. idea. And then, mm-hmm. but then when you combine all the things that are said, yeah. now that's all we're thinking. That, yeah, that's exactly. We're thinking. Like that good idea yeah. just became ruined now. So thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> yeah but i want i want people as they're listening draw your own conclusions do your own research took me a little bit to yeah. find like some of the research and everything that had been going on around it like i'm going to hope that because of this bad pr that's kind of come out and maybe you know they've delayed it so many times i'm hoping that maybe whatever super stereotypical or maybe anything that might have been like kind of offensive maybe has been fixed or taken out of the game and maybe since then They might have gotten someone's opinion that is of the African-American or black community and Mm. then maybe got their opinion and went to enhance the game furthermore. I'd like I'd like to see that we haven't heard that happen, but I'd like to maybe think that, okay, you know what? They realized that they probably should not have said that should not have done things the way they did. Let's like actually get someone to come like do it because we've we should have been playing this game three months ago. Yep. Uh, but yep. now we got to wait, you know, until what next year, right? Early next year, early next year. Yeah. So. The, yeah. yeah like January early, right? Yeah. So it like end, end January, mm-hmm. I try not to think every company is a sleazeball and it's just out to make gajillions of dollars, even though they probably are. But, well, you know, are. I'll, I'll kind of try yeah. to forehold more until we get to see the, the finished product of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's going to be it news for this week. We're going to go ahead and get to games this week. Uh, I haven't played anything because I'm a really bad gamer, but don't worry. I'm going to have Last of Us, Temtem, NBA next week, Splatoon next week. 
I'm I, I have to play games. I, I got four. I gotta go. You gotta next play week, games. So <laughs> there, there's no skipping it. So this week I'm doing a box art review. Uh, but let's go ahead and get, let's go ahead. Craig, Craig's, what did you guys end up playing instead? Oh my God. It's, there's just going to be one Craig doing stuff here. Cause, uh, I've, I literally have spent every gaming hour, every gaming second still in soul hackers and well, you still played something that counts. Yeah. It's, it's, if you've tuned in last week, it was great. Um, and there's just, I can't wait to beat the game. I want to give like a full assessment, which will probably be next week when I actually have like the game fully finished, but um, I had fun talking to the three of you about it last week, which is it's really great when it all aligns and we play we all play mm-hmm. the same game within a week's time frame because we have so many games we're playing. But <laughs> but like I'll give a full assessment less, uh, next week. I, I've just been enjoying it a lot, though. I'll tell you that. Good. Um, I came to the realization this week that why am I forcing myself to play Soul Hackers when both of you will? And I don't want to beat it. So I stopped playing that because there's no need for me to play that. But I did play uh, Last of Us Part 1, obviously. That came out this week. And Tinykin, which is on Game Pass. Um, So we can do... Let me do Tinykin first. Um, It is out on Game Pass. And it is a... Why am I blanking on the name? Uh Uh-oh. Um... You have to help me figure it out because I'm blanking. Uh, it's a yeah, Nintendo a Nintendo exclusive game where you uh, you grab a whole bunch of the little people and then you kind of tell them to do stuff. It just came oh, out on Switch oh, not too long um, ago. It's got oh my god why why can't I think of it either? I know I have the <laughs> what, like, what, uh, what are you like looking plants? like? I, I I have it here. Tinykin, right? But I'm I'm saying it's comparable to it's a Nintendo exclusive. It was on GameCube. But it also came out on Switch last year, <sighs> and I'm blanking. You know, you know it, Barry. You, they're all different yep. colors. You collect Pikmin. all of them, and you can send Pikmin. them. Pikmin. Woo! There it is. Thank you, Barry. Um, that's what this game is. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I blanked on that because as I'm playing it, the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, "Oh, this is Pikmin." But and then time <laughs> time comes, and I totally blanked. But anyway, um, yeah, this is essentially that. You are a uh explorer of other uh galaxies other planets and you happen to find this planet that you go to which is actually just a house which is kind of funny because you're very small um but it's a house so each room is like a different room each world is a different room of the house so the hallway uh the kitchen that kind of stuff and you're collecting all these little uh tinykins and when you have enough you can have them pick something up or open a door everything we've seen before um I think the art style is very cool. It's kind of a uh, 2D Paper Mario type style, um, at least for the main character. Um, It's decently fun. I don't know if it's a game I would spend money on, but again, it's on Game Pass. So like you can, if you have Game Pass, you can go check that out uh, if that interests you at all. So it's one I was playing and then Last of Us came out and then I stopped playing it. Um, I'll probably go back to it though. But Last of Us Part 1, um, Should, uh, do you want me to do the box art review yeah. for Last let's, of Us let's Part 1? Let's see the before... box art first of the Firefly right. edition. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, high sensitivity podcast, first ever box art review. This is going to be fairly botched. Uh, well, but you, you have to watch it on YouTube because you can't listen to this. You have to watch part. it on YouTube, but I'm going to explain it with my words. Okay. Uh, mm. Okay. Ooh, words. So, can you get real close to the microphone, ASMR like? No, I don't. I'm not a big ASMR guy. I'm going to skip that trend if I'm going to be honest. Okay. ASMR. Ooh. <laughs> so this is so this is the Firefly edition for The Last Beautiful. of Us. 
Uh, it is Black quite look at that. Quite white. Uh, I brought another Ooh, PS5. What do you mean by that? Scale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, quite white. What do you mean you're by right. that? We just had a you're segment, Barry. Me. We just had a segment. Unbelievable. That's so huge. Insensitive. I could see. That's huge. I can see how it can't fit in a mailer. Um, yeah, so that's, that's yeah, quite that, large. Yeah, that's why I I figured I would like this hackers. one PS5 games. It was literally just what was on top. Sorry. Uh huh. But is your PS5 even in that room? In, in this room here? Yeah. No, it's not in this room. So why is your game in there? I I brought them up. <laughs> I, I literally went downstairs and got the game. Okay. Okay. All right continue uh so, so that's the front art uh yep. and then the back art as well it's not anything spectacular just more kind of art stuff and then all the dlc stuff that's on the bottom there uh mm-hmm. as i open it up i will say when you buy this game it's not covered in seraphane wrap it just has like sticker here and a sticker up top very easy right. for opening i liked that i didn't have to <laughs> okay. get a knife for the seraphane stuff plus for them you- you open it up, and this is the steel book here, uh, primarily black and white with some specks of gold. Allow me to eject Hold it. For- Hold on, one okay, second. Okay, okay, okay. Bonus points if there's a physical disc in there. Probably in my PlayStation, uh, but there is a physical disc. They do. Okay, sell but it, it did, it did come with one. It did come with the physical disc. That is already bonus points. points. Thank yes, goodness. already bonus points. Uh, for the most part, this steelbook is quite uh, normal, I want to say. Inside here uh, is a How code. How are the hinges? Are, uh, the hinges, these feel pretty good. I, <laughs> okay. I own a lot of steelbooks in my time, yep. Yep. and there are definitely some very bad ones. This one mm-hmm. seems to be pretty nice. Uh, not much inside. It just seems to be kind of like a black marble. Not uh, much. There's literally nothing inside. Well, th- there is a code thing that I don't want to show everyone. Oh, so, true, you know, true, true, true. Uh, okay. Is that is is it a digital code for DLC or something like that, or is that like digital a game code, code for DLC? Correct. How do they get DLC for this game? How, or is it just like extra stuff in game? Uh, hem. So as we go into here, you get in- <laughs> he, did he hem? Did you just hem? Okay. <laughs> Increased crafting, healing, speed skills, nine millimeter oh, reload speed, and rifle clip capacity. Increase oh, upgrades, explosive arrows, gameplay modifier. <laughs> dither punk filter and speed run mode uh Ooh, this is oh. with the firefly edition and then six weapon skins that include a black gold nine millimeter pistol silver Ooh. filigree nine millimeter pistol rubber tactical Ooh. shotgun sculpted oak shotgun ellie's arctic white bow and a carbon black bow okay so take the 30 points away for pay to win for you have to pay to win and then okay. the last part of it which uh of this case which i am not going to open up this uh you get a four there's like four comics of what's called the last of us american dreams uh this is sealed you can read it of course there's four all four volumes are in here this is just kind of a cover page or a splash page of the four game of the four sorry yeah. of the four graphic novels i have no idea what's in them you can probably read them online which is why i'm not opening it because i can probably read them online uh, collectors <laughs> yes collect yeah collectors uh other than that uh that is primarily the box art review uh using my words you have the ps5 logo up top a firefly <laughs> edition underneath a blue line underneath the ps5 logo you then have a large splash page with a black and white picture of ellie 
looking down on the ground, uh, specifically at the us part of the last of us part one title (laughs) card with then to the right of that, we have a picture of Joel wielding what looks to be a nine millimeter pistol also in black and white on top favorite where, where all three of these things are set upon another black and white background. I don't think I could have made that any more descriptive than I could have. I, I have given you all an audio visual. If you close your eyes during that whole segment, I'm pretty sure you just saw the entire, uh, firefly edition for yourself in real life and for that you can thank me later and the price the price is too much uh i'll come flat out and say that right i'll come out i'll come out and flat out say that right now this game is probably going to be great but a hundred dollars for this is a steep price for For sure Uh, well let's let's kind of think about it for a second did we okay we're gonna defend this you want to defend this it's 30 dollars i don't want to defend it but like i want to kind of get just uh uh perspective here so horizon forbidden west Mm -hmm. had a 200 and a 250 dollar right uh collection for pre-order yeah it's not a remastered game of an already revered game it's a new game in a revered series but i that's my my earliest um my earliest memory of the last thing that i got in a set that i pre-ordered was that and i was trying and i still try to justify the price i got a really cool like figurine that was huge it was like this big that I, I would say is 70 bucks of the 200, but I didn't get a physical copy. Mm-hmm. I got a very small art book that didn't have any meaning to me in particular, unlike maybe some comics that have like resell value later slash. Yeah. I'm, I'm the loser that collects I'm just, that stuff. I'm, I'm that like, guy. But like, but I'm <laughs> trying to get a grass. I'm trying to get a grass here. So that was a hundred dollars for that. Where do, where do you think a set actually is worth its money because sometimes i still think was that the right decision for my pre-order should i have just gotten the game and then waited for etsy or some (laughs) other awesome creative person out there in the world to just create a nice figurine of one of the many particular animal animatron robots that you could play in that game and then just been done with it that's Mm. that's where that's that's the point i'm trying to make uh in particular so in comparison, and here's what I do want to say, the game itself is $70. Right. When looking at the price of the Firefly edition compared to the regular game, I think an extra $30 for what this is, is a fair value. I don't. The game itself shouldn't be $70. No, is what pay to it, win. Pay to win. Yeah, pay to win. It, no, I mean, you're it, literally talking about $30 for four comic books and a steel book, right? And a lot of DLC. Which is probably five bucks. Most likely, yes. But I think okay. I, I think compared to others, compared to what we've seen in other like collector's editions, 30 bucks above the regular price, I right. don't think is necessarily terrible. Uh on collector's on editions end. as of today are extremely overpriced and not worth yes. it. Yes. I don't oh, buy them anymore. Yes. I used to buy a lot of them because I felt like they were worth the money. And I'm particularly thinking of like 
the cool collector's editions for Call of Duties, right? The night vision, night goggles, vision goggles. The, yeah, the, yeah. Um, the remote control car. Um, I'm trying to think of some other collector's editions, but there like, was a Call really of... good border. There was a really good Borderlands one that actually had a like an automized. Cla- yeah, it wasn't a loot chest. I thought it was like an automized claptrap that you yes. could actually drive around because yep. I know that thing is actually worth a ton of money. Well, there was also the the Borderlands three one, I think, that had a loot chest. It was like two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, but yeah, like there's been some good ones over the years. I just think in general, they've gotten worse and they've gotten more expensive as we go mm-hmm. on for less, yeah, which that's, you fair. know, like I look at all that stuff and I'm like, I'm never, I feel like almost everything comes with an art book. Now I'm never going to look at that art book ever, ever. And I used to say like, oh, that I'll put that on a coffee table when I get a coffee table. Guess what? I have a coffee <laughs> table. None of those art yes, books are on my. No, I'm not going to put them out there. So they stay in the box and you never look at them. Those comic books where you really how many people are actually going to read those? Five percent of the people who buy it, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Probably not. Most people are just going to leave them wrapped up. So in my opinion, with that specific Firefly edition, I just don't understand why everybody was like jumping over each other to get it. But it is one of the one of the better games in our generation, Last of Us. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. I understand oh, people definitely. being like, I mean, if you love the game and it's one of your favorite games of all time, by all means, get the collector's edition. You know, like if they remastered. If they remastered again, like completely remastered Bioshock and they came out with a two hundred fifty dollar collector's edition, you better believe I'm buying it, you know, because yeah. like that's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if it if it speaks to you as one of your favorite games, go for it. I'm not trying to look down on people who buy it. I just don't think that edition is specifically worth it. I do. Yeah, I I in my eyes, I don't feel like I got ripped off in the case yeah. of like it was thirty dollars more than seventy. But does this game deserve to be seventy dollars? I want to say they really should not have. Um, I've already read a lot of reviews. Yes, I haven't played the game myself, <laughs> but it is. Yes, there is a huge graphical, you know, upgrade in what this game is. And Craig will talk more about it, mm-hmm. but probably could have sold it at fifty 40. and fifty forty dollars. <laughs> and then from there 40. made this. 70 or 80 that probably was that probably would be an easier pill to swallow for many many let's be let's be honest naughty dog and sony knew that people would pay 70 dollars for this again oh oh yeah so why not charge it right people they knew people are gonna pay a hundred dollars for that edition um but yeah so yeah so the game itself let's talk about the game itself consumerism um first and foremost i now judge all remasters solely against demon souls that's just what i'm gonna do from here on out i feel like that's the bar i feel like that's the bar right that's that's the bar right because you look at i know it's not completely fair to say like all right look at demon souls that came out on ps3 and then look at the demon souls remake that came out on ps5 it's night and day like insanely different it's almost a new game at this point right and they actually and that's a really good comparison because they both both of these games came out originally on ps3 that's that's exactly why i brought that's exactly why i brought it up because i know people are going to be like well that's not you know kudos yeah Uh, slow clap that was in my head probably yeah (laughs) in my head as i was thinking of that i was like people are going to be like well it's not fair it is fair because last of us came out on ps3 so did demon souls same generation. Now, Last of Us looked better than Demon Souls on PS3, 100. Um, but anyway, that's Demon what Souls I'm judging. Is one of, 
Yeah, Go ahead. just just so we're aware, Demon Souls was one of the first games that came out on PS3, Correct. where The Last of Us did come out toward I think Later. the end mm-hmm. of the of it. Yeah. But that's yes, still right. Take the and full full disclosure, I bought Last of Us on PS3. I bought the remaster on PS4, and here we are with another remaster on PS5. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> now I do want to start out and by saying my personal opinion is the game does look good. I think Last of Us Part Two looks better on PS4 than this does on PS5, and I okay. don't. Um, now, as far as like, obviously, you're getting better load times on this. There really isn't load times at all in this game, which there shouldn't be. This is a PS3 game at its core. Um, there's things that I know when we way back when when we did the review of the Last of Us Part Two, right? There was things that I remember bringing up that I immediately saw here specifically when I shoot somebody in the head, exactly where I shoot them, there is a hole in the head and a corresponding blown out hole in the back of their head. I liked that in Last of Us Part Two. They brought it here. So they're using the same engine, obviously, right? That being said, this game is not worth $70. And I hate them that they're charging this much. This is a, I will give them 40 because you can tell they put a lot of work into it. This is the, third iteration of this game at this point right we're getting to skyrim level now um on this game and like i Last see why they part one vr is what we're getting at next i mean what yeah. else do they have left um cutscene wise like part two is miles ahead of this miles ahead and that was on ps4 um and i know they have to go off of what is initially there but again demon souls right Look what they yeah. did. So there's really no excuse that you can't have on par with Last of Us Part Two cutscenes with this on the PS5. Um, the game is still one of the greatest games ever made. That has not changed. So playing this game is still a ton of fun. Um, obviously, I'm going to play through it again. I have such a like, I'm enjoying the fact that when this game first came out on PS3, right? And when you think back to then, um, was in the heyday of Redbox. Everybody remembers Redbox, right? Oh, I yeah. I, yeah. I went the day it came out and I got it from Redbox. Um, and then you only got two days on a rental, right? So I literally forced my way through that game in two days, right? Nonstop, hours upon hours upon hours because I wanted to beat it. So being able to play through it on PS4 and also again here on PS5 and take my time is cool because when you take your time and you see everything they changed, the lighting is phenomenal um again depending on where you shoot somebody like the time that they took to make sure that's all right you have all the accessibility options that last of us part two had in here which is cool naughty dog's really good about doing accessibility options and i always want to give them props for that uh but yeah i just for me i look at it i'm like you have the nerve to charge 70 dollars for this game is just mind-blowing to me and people are like, oh, yeah, give me that. Let me, oh, here's $100, you know, to take it all because it's Last of Us. I, I don't know. They're just yeah. like, I, and again, wasn't, was Demon Souls 70 when the PS5 came out or was it 60? No, it was 70. It, it was 70. It was 70. Okay. Um, but again, when I look at that game, I'm like, that game's worth $70 because this is literally, yeah, it's Demon Souls at its core, it's code, but it's a new game. This is not, Last yeah. of Us Part One is not a new game. This is not, it's not, we took the original code and made it a PS5 game. It's not, it's still a, we took the Last of Us Part 2 code and slapped it on top of the Last of Us Part 1 
here you go. That's literally what they did. And I don't want to like tell people this game's awful because it's not. It looks pretty. It runs extremely well. Um, it sounds great with the 3D audio, right? That sounds phenomenal. I really, really like that your health um, corresponds to the color that's shining on your PS5 controller, right? So like green, oh, wow. yellow, green, yellow, red. I appreciate that because I don't always remember to look in the top left corner where my health's at, but I can always see it shining in my face. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I need to heal up, you know? So like, that's a nice <laughs> touch. <laughs> it's a nice touch because that upper left-hand corner goes away, right? It kind of disappears yeah. as you're playing, so you don't see it. So after a fight, yeah. I'm like running away and I'm holding up my controller. And I'm like, oh, I'm red. Holy, you know, let, let me heal up real quick. Um, but yeah, it's a good game. It ain't worth $70. Um, and I'm a little offended that, they're charging that price. But besides that, it, it's it's a good playthrough. If you haven't played the game, then sure, pay the $70 and play through it. But everybody else, us included, like we should know better. We really should. <laughs> well, well, one of the things like that we did talk about as well is one of the reasons I was so excited for this game is I haven't played it since the PS3. I okay. never played the remaster. So for so, you, it's good. Yeah, I for yeah. for me, I feel like it's more worth it because I haven't played it within the last two, three. I don't know when the remaster came out, to be completely honest. I think it's almost five years now. That's when probably. the PS4 first came out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yep. like it, it's it's that kind of thing where mm -hmm. I haven't played it in such a long time that and I was going to ask you this question. Had you not played The Last of Us remastered on PS4 mm -hmm. and like went from and instead this was your first experience remastering this game. Do you feel like your opinion would change at all? I think it would. But if you had played the last of us part two, like in your case you have, right? Yeah. Of course. You're going to look at it and be, I think you're going to be tainted because you're going to be like, Oh, this doesn't look as good as part two did, you know, as opposed to if you were coming in and like, the only thing you remember is last of us on PS three. And then you play this, you're going to be like, Oh my God. This looks phenomenal. <laughs> but having just played part two and we're like, oh, my God, this looks phenomenal. Then you go to this and you're like, oh, this looks good. You know, but like it, it I expect it to look I expected it to look better than part two. Honestly, yeah. I did. Yeah. I really did. And I, it's close, but I still think part two looks better. That's fair. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I am excited to start this. I, I do think there's definitely a part of me that wants to play one and go straight back into two. Me too. Just because <laughs> ju just because I, I already have that feeling because like one left you off in that weird way. We didn't get to till a very long time later. Mm -hmm. And True. like I, I want to see which one that I find I like better, to be honest, because like for me, one it's still left part two. It's Personal. part two. Well, I have like a feeling we'll do it, but yeah. I have to see like I need to see especially what like sound design did. You know what they did. I want to see what they did with sound design with like the clickers. Yeah, and stuff that good. yeah that this that the part one could probably like hopefully they redid all that and hopefully made it even more immersive because you know i i still to this day and while i am haunted by the baby and resident evil 7 <laughs> they're definitely uh, sorry resident evil village that's eight um mm -hmm. there definitely is no better jump scare for me as of late than when ellie gets hit by the arrow in two yeah i freaked oh, yeah. the f out yeah yeah um, so I, I, I really want a similar scene in part one, which I don't think I'm going to get to be nope. from what I remember in part one, <laughs> no. but, uh, uh, is I am definitely excited to like jump right into one and I'm probably going to end up jumping right into two right afterward. 
Yeah, I mean, there's still so many. There's still so many iconic parts from the first one. Um, Like what always resonated with me was when uh, when you're in Pittsburgh and you're in the hotel and you have to turn on the generator. Yep. And like you get all the way to the bottom, you turn it on, and then just like in the background, you hear like, (laughs) like because you know you've made like the the most loudest sound that you possibly can (laughs) amongst that. Uh, when you had to push the car while they were trying to start it, like there's so many different parts yep. of the first one that are going to be nice to kind of relive with the new, the intro, the phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The oh, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. I'm going to yep. have a lot of fun with oh, that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I love grounds. I love ground zero and especially playable ground zero yep. moments like that. Yep. You know, that to me, I was like, you know what? Like they did, you could tell they did some work that intro. Um, I was like, yeah, they put some time into making this look phenomenal. They really did. But then when you get to the actual game, it still looks good. But you could tell they put a lot of time into that first 20 minutes. One thing I'll mention, too, now that I think about it, I never played the DLC, the Left Behind DLC. Okay. Never played it. Well, now you can so play I'm, ex- it. I'm, I'm excited to play it in this format. That's going to be it for games this week. Again, next week, uh, Barry will play a ton of games. There is no doubt in his mind he will be gamer of the week, I think. Third person. Yeah, I got Barry has way too many games to play. Uh, But let's go ahead into TV shows, which I did do a decent amount of this week. Uh, uh, A new part for Dota Dragon's Blood or a new book for Dota Dragon's Blood came out. It was book three. I finished The Sandman. So Wait. I can, uh, you oh, know, yes. we'll have, I did. As we well. can finally talk about Sandman. There we go. Finally. I for, I totally forgot to tell you guys uh, <laughs> before the show. Yeah, I finished that as well. Sweet. Uh, then for and then uh, the other things that I've watched are all ongoing stuff. Uh, House of Dragons, still pretty cool. Uh, the, the Rings of Power, also pretty dang cool. I haven't started uh, that yet. Uh, I, I, I I think you'll like it. It is slow. Man, is okay. it slow in the first episode, but it picks up pace. But I have a similar critique with Sandman as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, like I'm I've wa- I've been watching a lot of anime, but I'm not going to turn this into Barry's anime corner. So <laughs> I will spare you guys that. Um, I having recently ended, I realized that I'd never fully watched Better Call Saul. And I love Breaking Bad. Oh, wow. So, like, okay. I've I've restarted that. I'm, like, on season two. Still super enjoying that. I'm trying to decide. Because I know a lot of people say that, like, oh, Better Call Saul is actually better than Breaking Bad. We'll see. Because um, yeah. Breaking Bad is is way up there. But anyway. And then uh, the first uh, four episodes now are out for uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Which is really cool. That's just great. That was one of mine. Is that the one with Ryan Honestly. Reynolds? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and and, and Rob McElhaney, yes. and they purchased the, yeah. the Wrexham Football Club. Ooh. Yeah, they are hilarious. Oh, I, everybody's they been telling hilarious. me to watch that because yep. I'm yep. a because so, I'm a soccer guy. Where yep. is it on? Yes. What, what is uh, it available? FX, I think it's on FX. Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's on okay, Hulu. so I have to watch it on Hulu. All right, I'll have to see what I can do. They, they drop. Yep. Uh, it's weird. They drop like two episodes a week. It seems. Yeah. And so they're only like there's only four episodes right now, unless we're at the day in the week where they drop. I think it, it's later not. in the week. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that, like, Ryan Reynolds is the same guy you see on TV. He's that guy in real life. You know what I mean? Is. He's the exact same guy. <laughs> Sarcastic, you, you should, hilarious. Yeah. You should watch it, Barry, because he's literally, I mean, it's really nice to see him in that light. And even while you see some of the more, uh, like, down moments, he's mm-hmm. still speaking like Ryan Reynolds, so you're still <laughs> cracking up, 
even yep. though the club like didn't do this or didn't do that. So it's definitely worth a watch. And they highlight the uh, they highlight the people of Wrexham yes. really well, which which really matters to like watchers like me because I want to see the like what the people are going through as well. But anyway, okay, cool. It's, yeah, it's the, yeah, I have to watch. It's the same vibes I get from that show that I got watching the show about Sunderland, right? But like, yeah. my heart has already been transported to Sunderland, so Wrexham will not get my heart at this time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the same type of vibe from that show for sure. Okay, Definitely. cool. I'll have to take a look. What I'll do is uh, I'll talk about Dodo Dragon's Blood Book Three. Uh, definitely the most action oriented of all of the books here. I I just for me like this is a perfect kind of anime animation type thing from Netflix. It is super. There's not so much talking, and then when the action picks up, like I just can't look away because it's really well animated and whatnot. So, like Dota Dragon's Blood, I didn't know how they were gonna like make another season, and then they kind of like, oh, episode one is like a really interesting. There's a huge fight scene, and then you find out what happens to the rest of the universe. Blah 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 blah. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but uh, Dota's Dragon Blood, uh, book three. I uh, if you're if you're a big fan of the series, I only think you're going to become more a fan of the series because I'm really enjoying it. Um, right. I, I know I, I know Craig one has overheard me talk about Dragon's Blood. Uh, Craig two. I know I really haven't talked about Dragon's Blood at all uh, since you've been on the podcast. So. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I've heard it. <laughs> oh, I know you have. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, it's Craig, like... there was were there other things you watched as well? Uh, I'm very excited for the three of us to talk about Sandman. I but, <laughs> cool Sandman. Well, three, this is well, this is a seg, but this is a segue into. I did have two things that I watched, but I care so little about the second one. I can just talk about it next week. I watched Orphan First Kill. Oh, I watched uh, that too. Yeah, so I watched that. So we could talk about that if you'd like. And then I watched Samaritan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't, don't need. We don't need to talk about Samaritan either. I also yeah. watched that. <laughs> yeah. So oh I would much rather I would much rather talk about the, there's only one thing I want to say about First Kill and it's just yeah. I like Julia Stiles and she yep. was great in it. That was it. That's really You know, it. isn't it fair to say both of those movies, Orphan First Kill and Samaritan when you watch those movies, you can sit back and go that was a movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the only other the only other thing I will say about Orphan First Kill and then I don't have to say anything else really about it is I did enjoy it. Okay. More than I enjoyed Orphan. Like the Whoa. original. I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know about that. Now we can debate that, <laughs> but that's that is the one thing that I will say is uh I thought it was a little bit more enjoyable. That's okay. the adjective. Enjoyable. I can give you that. I, I think I still prefer the first one, but I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Samaritan is uh yeah. that's a that's a thing. It's that's Sylvester Stallone, and that's about it. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. It's 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 yeah. a terrible superhero movie. It's so bad. <laughs> it's okay. bad. It, I was so excited for it too, and it's just not good. Me too. Me too. Sandman. Okay. Sandman. Let's Sandman. Do it. Yeah. Sandman. <laughs> so did did you end up watching episode eleven as well, Craig? Mm. All right. Cool. Yeah. Just making sure, just because it's there's the a bonus. cat episode. Yeah, the yeah, cat, cat episode. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so weird. So overall, like, and this was warned to me also by my roommate who finished Sandman long before I did. Uh, incredibly shot. It looks mm-hmm. fantastic. The CGI is incredible. Uh, yeah. I, I could definitely see where all the budget went. 
in this in this show it is slow like i i and you know the reason it's taken so long is because i watched six episodes straight and i was like this is boring and then yeah uh i don't think it's slow at all i i think there's a lot of and it might just be me but it feels like we we you know you spend episodes one through i guess five or six with sam with morpheus trying to look for his items Mm -hmm. and you really don't know what the corinthian is up to or and then they show something about i think it's the other brother he has is that greed is it desire it's it's, uh desire 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 i think it is like we get these snapshots to these like and i'm i'm gonna say it more interesting characters that i want to know more about Mm -hmm. but like corinthian doesn't get his time to shine until after episode six like after once i watched the diner yeah the diner okay yeah the diner was a really yes that's phenomenal that was where the show that's where the show went up for me yeah from then on i was in but i am in barry's corner okay with the first part it's it just felt like continue but like i'll give my like how it felt after like you finish your point there well no it's like my point's pretty much finished like the diner episode is fantastic but Mm -hmm. the like there's so much focus on let's say for example isn't after the diner episode the episode where the uh, where they kind of go over his one friend that he continues to meet for that he grants immortality yeah. to every every they, hundred yeah. years yeah. every every hundred years they meet up it's mm-hmm. that kind of thing where i was like okay we just had like he finally got his items and then yep. now we're trying to expose <laughs> him a bit more i after that episode of like meeting his friend a hundred years, that's why I stopped. I was like, you know what? I'm a little burned out. I just watched six episodes in a row, but then in my head, like the moment I watched like episode seven, I watched the rest of them all straight in a row because they were a lot more fun. And we got more of like the interesting characters and interesting world building that I liked to see where the, uh, and I, I think it's kind of weird that the main point of the show is the vortex with Rose Walker and mm-hmm. she's not introduced till three, you know, three, ep- three episodes before the last one. Mm-hmm. And you think that you would spend more time focusing on the Corinthian a bit more because his, uh, like his sort of thing, I think is like kind of the coolest. I really wish we got to see more of the eye teeth, but that's probably <laughs> expensive CGI. So yep. they yeah. made him wear sunglasses most of the time. Uh, but like the moment the Corinthian came on screen, I was like, wow, this is cool. Like he kind of steals the show mm-hmm. for me in he a does. little bit ways because Morpheus, while like dark and brooding, is also dark, brooding and boring. <laughs> so he's 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 ser- he's like a more boring server as Snape. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what he is. I mean, this is uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, correct. Like, yeah, I want. Well, well, like, well, like to add to your point, Barry. It just feels like they took a bunch of different collections of the Sandman, and it just felt like they were trying to tell everything in one season when they could have told it, and maybe, maybe like a a Walking Dead version, maybe a half here, a half here, and a half. I don't know. It just it felt like a lot of things happening over time because you had him trying to get his items back you had really awesome people being introduced you had death get introduced he went to hell death is met lucifer to be more, yeah 
Yeah. yeah. And you met Lucifer. They had that really awesome word battle with each other where they basically <laughs> were claiming to be different things to see who can be on top. And then you have the section. I was back in it. I kind of was like you, Barry, like when I was going across like the beginning episodes, I was like, this is a lot. Um, I did enjoy the quest of him trying to get everything back, but then they lost me until the diner episode, which is my favorite of it. Like, yep. but they were telling a lot of different stories. There was one section where he was following, where he was following death. Sorry, I confused death with Lucifer. He was following deaths, which is his, which is his like awesome sister. Yep. And he got to awesome. see it. It was take your brother to work day for the whole episode. <laughs> but then after that was done, I was like, what was the point of that? Why did I meet Cain and Abel? Who are also Why? great. Who are also great because mm-hmm. after he they, he gave them that gift, uh, which is basically what he took from them. Yep. You never saw them again, except for like maybe a itty bitty part there. So then that's done. And then like, it, it was just, I just feel like they should have told it in a couple of seasons and they, or, they have more coming and they have more coming, which yep. I mean, it's I mean, I don't know much about the Sandman portion in terms of the uh, the, the comics, but it looks like he has a lot to be able to tell. Mm-hmm. But when you have everybody nailing their part, like a lot of people in this series nailed the part that was asked of them. And I felt like there was just 15 people that should that were all trying to get screen time. But the series and how it was written did not allow for it. Corinthian needed more screen time. Um, Introduce us to the Vortex earlier. Uh, There's just like a bunch of different things. And I found myself kind of getting lost in whatever. The Vortex? uh, (laughs) Lost in the Vortex, you know. And the other thing, and the last thing before I turn it over to Craig, is I got M. Night shyamalan with the trailer now what m night Shyamalan means to craig yeah is growing up there was a movie that you guys probably have heard of called lady in the water (laughs) yeah lady in the water had a terrible trailer and i'll tell you why lady in the water was advertised as a scary series or a scary movie when you watched it it was not it was a good movie it was actually a movie that he wrote. It was a like a bedtime story he wrote for his kid. It had a great backstory of why it was to be. I felt from the Sandman trailer like I was getting more of a gritty, like scary thing. And I, I was surprised when I kind of got into more of a fantasy delivery. Now, that, if that was their intention, fine. But when I saw the initial trailer of Sandman, I thought there was going to be something more jumpy here, or I thought I was going to be kind of led down that path. Now, it was well shot, it was fantastic, and it was well acted. I just, I interpreted the trailer wrong, and that's something I also had to get over in watching the series. I'm not even going to blame them, actually. I'm going to cut back on it. I interpreted the trailer wrong. And I thought it was going to be more of like a scary kind of thing. So that's, that's what I, that that's the hump I had to get over. I mean, you have to, I mean, Neil Gaiman's the author of the comic book, right? And he also got to direct this show. So this Mm -hmm. is exactly how he wanted it to look in his head. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, and I see this a lot with new shows is that first season. They're like, all right, I have to, 
get people familiar with this host of characters so that the following seasons, you know who they are, and then you can spend more time with them. And I do agree with you. I feel like he was like, all right, well, we have Morpheus. Um, you know, we have to set up, you know, well, obviously the Corinthian is like the main antagonist in this season. Right. But also, I also have to introduce Lucifer because she's going to be important. Um, yeah. I need to start introducing Morpheus's brothers and sisters because obviously they're going to be important in, in coming seasons. Um, so like you get that one episode with death who was phenomenal, but you, I want more of death and I'm assuming she'll show up again, um, probably yeah. to help him out against the other brothers and sisters. Um, you know, he's also like, I have to, this is in the DC universe, right? So I have mm -hmm. to bring in Constantine who I love Constantine. Um, the mm. Keanu Reeves Constantine movie. I love, um, yeah. so like seeing Constantine, I'm like, Oh, sweet. Um, so you have that. Uh, I just, I do feel, feel like it suffers a little bit from Neil being like, I have to get all these characters that I have in my comic books introduced in this season somehow, while also taking the time to give the backstory to Morpheus, which is that first, what three or four episodes. Is it one episode? that he's locked up i feel like it's it, two it's, or three it, it's like yeah. it's two or three yeah so yeah. like that you know it's like all right well i gotta do his backstory all right now i gotta start introducing people now we get to over halfway through the season and now i have to do the actual plot which is the vortex so it was kind of rushed the vortex portion but i enjoyed it and like i guess i look at it as like all right well i can't wait to see what he does with more seasons where he has more time with these mm. characters. You know, that's how I look at it, but that's not an excuse. Like you still have to have a first season that grabs people and it's like, Oh my God, I need to see more of this. And like, I feel like some people are going to be like, and eh, I don't really care about another season. It's too weird. Or, you know, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, but yeah, for sure. The highlight, the standout is the diner. And oh even before, God. even when I first started watching the show, and I was like reading stuff about it. Everybody who I haven't read the comic books, but people who've read the comic books are like, oh, my God, they did the diner. I can't wait to see the diner. So like in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, man, episode six is going to blow my mind. And I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to get overhyped for it. But I don't think like no. I think it delivered. It was oh, it fantastic. Did. It yeah. was the best episode of the series. It was yeah. the best episode. Oh, of the yeah. Series. Yeah. And then it does kind of go off the rails a little bit after that. Um, and then you get the vortex, which. I could take or leave the whole vortex angle. Uh, it, I liked the serial killer convention. I thought that was cool. Like that was really cool. And calling it a serial, so a serial convention is hilarious. That was so good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was done very well. thought it looked phenomenal. CGI was mm. great. So like I'm fully on board with more seasons, but I can understand when people who won't be, you know, who are like, eh, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, once I was done with the once I hit episode like seven, eight, nine, ten, I was like, yeah, now I want more. Now mm -hmm. I'm ready for more. It just I and maybe it's just the way like things landed with how much stuff has come out as of late, because it feels like so many series are getting new episodes right now. Yeah, that were maybe maybe I was just overwhelmed by it, uh, like overwhelmed with everything. But in a in a season where there are so many TV shows trying to fight for my attention, I feel like you can't really suffer from a slow start. You yeah. need to to have things be interesting, you know, from the get go, from episode one and two. Uh, so that's maybe that's where like because even episode one into episode you know four, five, 
f- five six diner like it feels it just feels slow and yeah. mm-hmm. and that's probably what weaned me away before i went okay i gotta get it done so i came in and got it done had we not like promised to talk about it i don't know if i would have went back to it because there is so many other things to watch at the moment yeah uh yeah. so you know that's, yeah like the, the the diner part the diner episode for me was like the revitalizing thing the diner episode got me through the i meet this gentleman every hundred years to tell him about my life <laughs> portion yeah which i thought was interesting but i was so energetic from the other one because that from start to finish they established the characters in that episode you got a look at them you got really excited about them and then you watched the like how the episode went and their fate and it was yep phenomenal um mm-hmm. but I, i'll tell you gentlemen i'm hooked i i'm hooked to the fact where i am excited for the next season i want to see more of these characters these the series did a great job of that i don't know if i don't know if i wanted maybe two more hour-long episodes just to stretch out some of the other storytelling that it needed to do you can't have a season be too long nowadays. So like, right. I don't know if that would be the right move. Uh, I think you make a great point, Greg, where he does. I mean, he, he got the chance to be behind the camera on this yep. and he does have a lot of stories to tell and a lot of us uh, uh, characters to establish. So I am sympathetic to that. Mm-hmm. It w- but it was hard to get through a couple of parts of it. You did have to kind of just like, you know, like let's go like yeah. just do it like come on yep. let's just get <laughs> Force through it there's, inf- <laughs> there's information i need corinthian was one of the best characters in in the show he yep. that guy that guy nailed that it was also nice seeing tywin lannister in the beginning <laughs> um i i forget that guy's name but um he was the guy who actually ensl- enslaved or captured yep. dream or morpheus whichever friend mm-hmm. level you're on with him uh, so <laughs> they yeah. were calling him they were calling him it's so different but anyway, one thing yeah. one thing i did want to ask because i forgot my question and then uh remembered it now and craig i'm not sure if you know this is there any particular reason they all hate dream like everybody seems to want to fight dream is like there was that something that i'm missing i mean not that yeah they are jealous because he's he would be the most powerful right out of all the brothers and sisters, for sure. I thought they. Is, is he? I thought they admitted oh, yeah. it's Luce. I thought it was Lucifer, or Lucifer, Lucifer can match. Well, Lucifer's Wasn't mad she... because she lost, right? Like okay. she got outsmarted by Morpheus. I don't know. I guess I kind of look at it as like he's the he's the most powerful out of all the brothers and sisters, and okay. also the most annoying, right? Okay. Like he oh. he is. You know what I mean? Like he's like he is. He's the brother that you're like, can you stop being so emo all the time, please? You're annoying me, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he is super down all the time. So I don't know if that's just the vibe I got off him where everybody else is like, you're just annoying, dude. <laughs> yeah, because I like toward the end of it, I was just like, oh, wait, why is Desire? OK, now Lucifer, now is Azel. Like, why are we all teaming up on him? Mm-hmm. Was yeah, was was like my my sort of weird point where it's like I I if he's the most powerful, I guess, and maybe all the other brothers are like stuck in these horrible positions. Desire seems to be having quite a bit of fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's mad about where he's at. He just likes so, messing stuff up for people. Yeah. Right. Very so, devious. He's like a Loki. 
He is like a Loki. He is like a Loki. Yeah. He just likes to make everything hard for everybody. (laughs) And did did you guys think during those last couple episodes where like that baby was kind of conceived between the between like the 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 dream realm? I I thought it was going to be a shadow demon. I thought we were going to have Game of Thrones shadow demons. Uh, is it, That's the first thing I thought when I heard, oh, she's pregnant, shadow demon. Shadow so. demon. Yeah. yeah, I thought that, and I weirdly thought Rosemary's baby out of nowhere. There you go. So I don't know. That, yep. that, when you think about it, when you think about an otherworldly baby, you think of that one, too. But Yeah. Uh, can't wait for the second. I mean, out of all the series I've seen in the last couple of years, so you can't really beat that visually. Uh, yeah, they They sure. really... Really I'm holding out hope that Lord of the Rings can also be up there yep. visually. Early early reviews say yes. Okay. Early reviews are saying that it, it first episode is slow, but second episode picks up the pace. Yeah, but even the first Lord of the Rings movie, like that first half hour is slow. 45 yeah. minutes. It is. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I just, uh, and this is kind of movie news, but I remember <laughs> uh, it came out for a quote that like Jeff Bezos' son went up to Jeff Bezos and said, don't mess this up and it's just, <laughs> so it's like all right you know That's now funny. you got multi-billion dollar daddy worried about lord of the rings lore so mm-hmm. that yeah that in itself is kind of an interesting uh thing to think about but uh is there anything else anybody wants to talk about movie wise tv show wise nope make, make sure to see samaritan no you you will be disappointed <laughs> skip it <laughs> I was going to say, it's yeah, not- you guys made it definitely sound skippable. There's no way I'm there's no way I'm <laughs> wasting my time with uh, that. I watched especially, that hour and a half back, especially with all the other stuff I have to watch. Yep. So uh. with that, I do want to thank everybody for listening and we appreciate your time. If you did like it, please make sure to leave a review and tell your friends about it uh, on your podcast listening platform of choice. We do have a Facebook an Instagram, a Twitter I promised I'd do something on Twitch and then I didn't. So <laughs> I have a, I have to be like in in a certain mood to Twitch, I think. And that's where and that's something that's missing right now. I've got so many other things going on in my life that twitching seems twitching. to be. Yeah, it's twitching. Stre- <laughs> streaming takes a back seat, but I do hope to get back to it. I do have fun with you guys, but I just uh, I have to I have to get everything else out of the way first. So. It's just, it's just the way life goes. So uh, please make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're interested, feel free to email us email us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com with any question, hypotheticals, or any other random nonsense you want us to read. And send us your hot takes so we can like, I don't know, do you want us to yeah. trash you? Do you yes. want us to put you on blast for your for your <laughs> hot takes? I know people have them. So mm-hmm. yeah. maybe, maybe that's a segment we start. We'll see. But... Thank you guys again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. See you later, guys.